Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Dan's co-host for the day, Bailey Merzik. We're about to bring you one of the friendliest episodes of The Wrap you've ever heard as we discuss the Friends gift shops and how they benefit everyone at Michigan Medicine. Now, before we get into that, be our good friend and go get caught up in any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. You can also find episodes on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines, we can review. All right, let's bring in Robert Newman and Julie Piazza. Can the two of you first introduce yourselves and explain your role with Friends Gift Shops? So I can go first. Um, I'm Julie Piazza. I am a child life specialist clinically, and I'm also a senior project manager um, with the Office of Patient Experience. And I have served on the Friends Gift Shop board on the advisory board for several years and that's why I'm here today. And I'm Robert Newman. I am the Director of Retail Services for the Community Health Services of Michigan Medicine. Um, that entails a friend's gift shops. It also entails Michigan Medicine Lodging. I lead both of those endeavors. And I've been with the friends for uh, just about 12 years. Outstanding. So you talked about being there for 12 years. Let's start with a bit of history and go back even further than that. How long has Friends been around at Michigan Medicine, and when and why did it get started? Friends has been around since uh, 1959, uh, so it's been around for for a few moments. Uh, the initial uh, incarnation of the gift shops were as a auxiliary of, um, of physicians' wives. Um, so we created this. They created this shop, and it was volunteer driven. And the whole idea was to have uh, a place where where folks could pick up sundry items and and sort of have a respite from the everyday sort of grind of what hospital life can be. Um, that's sort of morphed into what we currently have, which is four locations, soon to be five locations, uh, spread throughout the, the uh, health services complex. And I have a little bit to add to that, um, just a bit of history, because we did some delving, because it is, you know, it's been there for, for a long time. But um, as Robert said, it began as a very small endeavor um, with volunteers and physicians' wives. You know, we're a big part of that in community. And um, it was a small counter, you know, starting with, you know, candy and just whatever people thought, newspapers, things like that, that people needed um, to provide for the patients and the staff and um, providers at Novum Hospitals. Um, and it was just really kind of um, interesting for me. Um, kind of, I'll tell just a little bit about my um, my mom was very much involved as a volunteer, and she started volunteering in 1975. So I kind of grew up with Friends Gift Shop, um, and felt like really led to be involved and you know learn about it. And of course, you know, I love retail therapy, so um, I'm all about that. I'm going and visiting the shops, but it was. It was really neat to be a part of that and then to be able to now working at um, University of Michigan Health, Michigan Medicine, it's been wonderful to be able to do a circle of becoming involved in, as a, on the advisory board, um, applying for grants um, to benefit programs and projects throughout um, the health system that benefit patients, families, and staff. So. It's really kind of a, a cool opportunity and um, for me, full circle. 
Yeah, and Robert, I think, got into this a little bit, but where is Friends located and who who do you guys serve? Who are your customers? Well, we're located uh, in University Hospital on the second floor, sort of uh, in the main drag of the hospital, adjacent to the cafeteria. We also have a location at the uh, Children and Women's Facility on the second floor. Uh, we have a location at the Cardiovascular Center, and there's also one at the East Ann Arbor uh, Health Complex. Uh, we are going to be opening up a new location at the Pavilion when it opens in 2025. Really excited about that opportunity. That's awesome. I think people, you know, for the most part, those who work on the Hill know about the C&W and UH locations. I feel like they don't know as much about CVC and then, of course, East Ann Arbor. And it's really, you know, to me, it's kind of awesome that you're in sort of these other locations as well, um, because I think it's an important, uh, you know, resource for people, not only who work there, but uh, obviously those, you know, patients and visitors and stuff who are visiting. I think it's it's a it's really cool that that it's spread out. And I, I love that it's coming to the pavilion. You know, Bailey mentioned um, who, our, who our clients are. And probably two-thirds of them are employees. Uh, employees are able to, to come in uh, during our open hours. Um, we also have uh, visitors from uh, patients and their families. Um, but employees overwhelmingly make up the lion's share of our clientele. That's interesting. So which organizations then are funded by the proceeds of Friends? And if, if you're a group at Michigan Medicine interested in funding, how can they apply? So I can answer that. Um, that People can apply. The, the recipients of the grants are um, projects in, in the community, but also um, at the institution, at the health system that benefit patients and families um, and staff. And there's educational endeavors, there's um, there's opportunities for people, for example, um, Child and Family Life um, is a recipient of grants, the Gifts of Art um, is recipients of grants, and those are all um, programs and projects that benefit patients and families directly um, at the bedside or while they're waiting for an appointment, it could be an activity, it could be a support um, some art supplies and materials and things like that. Um, the guest assistance program also benefits um, patients and families of all ages um, and helps them to receive you know, support for things that they might not be able to um, afford um, or be able to receive care you know, in terms of that or a bill to pay or thing, things like that. Um, they can really support them in real life and challenging moments. Um, it's been wonderful to serve on a board that can support um, those things really in the moment. And it can be, we were even talking today, um, we had a grant as small as $50 um, that was able to be funded. And then we've had thousands of dollars. We've supported camps that are starting like North Star Reach Camp, um, the Trails Edge Camp to benefit, you know, pa patients in as they go out into the community to have an experience that they might never have ridden a horse before, and to be able to go to a camp, this camp for a week, and and have some respite for their family and fun for the the kids themselves. It's just really wonderful to see um, those endeavors, and we love to hear stories about those experiences and how they really benefited. And in addition to uh, monetary. Donations. I know that volunteers play a role too. So, 
How can someone volunteer if they wanted to help out? The volunteer volunteer services is an institution um, and a member of, of community health services. Um, they manage volunteer intake, uh, so it's done via mostly an online process nowadays. Uh, this is post pandemic; it's, it's mostly an online process. Uh, from there, the volunteers are are rooted to various organizations within the health system. At our height, we probably had about sixty volunteers that worked throughout our four stores. Um, that number has come down a little bit, uh, in essence, because of pandemic issues, but also because our hours have relaxed somewhat. Um, the main thrust of volunteer services is soliciting these folks, and you could be placed in a a burn unit in Mott. You could be placed in friends gift shops. You could be placed as a care ambassador. You could be a. a it kind of depends on where you want to be and, and what's your what's your sort of your your desire to be in the health system. Um, and they do a fantastic job managing thousands and thousands of volunteers. And I would just add to that, um, one of the things that our volunteers um, in the gift shop have really said how much they enjoy this is they might have a knack, like maybe they just always wanted to, you know, arrange stuffed animals or um, help with um, someone who might be not feeling so great, but really needed a comfort item or a special book to read or um, something to, and, and their smiles, of course, you know, make the difference in the experience. And that's what we're all about is, you know, as Robert said, just people have many choices to volunteer around the community of the health system. And this is one way that they can have that front and center experience. We've even started delivering um, packages to, you know, and um, items to patients' rooms. Um, there's, you know, flowers that can go up, but also someone, we have, you know, an online presence as well, which is really, really nice because some people can't make it down to the shop and it's really a nice opportunity. And it also provides just, it's a destination, you know, there I've, I've witnessed kids coming up to the counter and going, here's my money. And they spill out their change on the counter and go, what can I buy? You know, and it's just fun for a volunteer or a staff, you know, to be able to help to um, spread some joy and have that opportunity. So it's really been neat. Yeah. And Julie, I know you mentioned your mom was a volunteer right back in the 70s. How did it sort of impact your family? What sort of role did friends have in your life? Oh, well, it, you know, I'm I'm actually a native Ann Arborite. So I kind of watched the, you know, the, the hospital grow over the years and it was really neat. So my so my mom um, ended up, she started as a volunteer and was one of the cashiers and helped with that. And she would always just come home with these great stories of, you know, somebody got to buy something today, or I, I saw the special, you know, situation and joy, you know, when someone purchased something, but also knowing um, it was very important to her um, and to our family to be able to benefit others and to help in other ways that might not be a line item on somebody's budget within the hospital, but it was a really important program. And so it was really neat to watch the grant in the, you know, every dollar makes a difference and we're able to um, put that money back into benefiting patients and families. So that was something that I witnessed and watched and then eventually applied for my own grants. And, you know, it was just one of the programs 
that I was a part of was um, with the Ann Arbor Hands-On Museum and they came and did programs in the family center at Mott Hospital and that program really began with a seed grant from friends. And what was so exciting was that grant made such a difference and such an impact that the museum decided, you know, we wanna go get our own grants. We wanna get bigger grants. We wanna do more. So it was just really wonderful to see how something like that could make a difference and make an impact um, and really grow something that became and has become a wonderful partnership in the community. Yeah, I love that. It's so much more than just a gift shop, right? And so many people just walk by it and think, oh, there's a, a shop where I can buy a teddy bear. I could buy flowers. And it's so much more than that, which is great. So if our listeners and viewers want to follow news from the Friends Gift Shops, how can they go about doing that? We have an online newsletter, which is really wonderful. One of our advisory board members is in charge of communication, and she works with the staff and and the volunteers and brings that information forth. So that online newsletter is definitely a way and you can become a friend of friends, uh, which is really nice and receive that. Um, sometimes there's announcement about sales and there's special you know, information about the grants that we support. Um, and we also have an online presence where, where people can check out the Friends Gift Shop in that way. And that's where you would also find information about applying for a grant. And I just wanted to add that for applying for a grant, we really try and make it as easy as possible. There's a website, there's a wonderful video that's um, very easy to follow the steps. And we and if anybody has any questions, they can certainly you know, write in and we'd be happy to answer them. But those, um, those grant opportunities come um, three times a year and it's just really wonderful for us to be able to, to share that funding with programs that can make a difference. Thank you both, Robert and Julie, for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Friends Gift Shops and funding opportunities that are available, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the lightning round when we ask one of our guests four quickfire questions. Now, Julie, since you've been on the wrap before, you are the lucky one who's going to get the questions today. You're going to be put into the hot seats. Are you ready to go? Okay. Okay, so let's stick with the theme of the episode. Besides friends, of course, what would you say is your favorite store? Uh, let's see. I, I'm a very big supporter of Amazon online. <laughs> it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient. Yeah. All right. Now, in your quote unquote day job, you work as a project manager in patient and family center care and as a child life specialist. What would you say is the most satisfying part of that work? Knowing that every small act of kindness can make a difference. And to everyone's experience, it's a human experience. And that's kind of what I come away with is um, a smile can make a difference. Introducing yourself, um, working with somebody on a, that you hadn't worked with before, collaborating. And that's one of the things I love about the friends. It's one of the things I love about my job, you know, and my, I'm very privileged and that opportunity to work with a lot of different disciplines across the institution. And it's just so much fun to see how we all together can make a difference. Earlier this week was International Mentoring Day. So who would you say has been the biggest mentor in your career? Okay, so I just even to get into my career, I would say um, a professor that I had 
way back in my undergraduate at Iowa State, um, really made a huge impact on me. And she is the reason that I um, followed my career within healthcare and um, studied what was possible and how to improve um, psychosocial, emotional aspects of care. So I, I would say Francis Langford. That's awesome. All right. So believe it or not, this Wednesday was National Michigan Day, which sounds oxymoronic, <laughs> but let's roll with it. What is your favorite thing about the state of Michigan? The mitten. <laughs> I love it. I love the mitten. I mean, I just think, you know, there's signs like smitten with the mitten, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm all about it. You know, um, not everybody can carry the state around in their hand uh, and we can. So I'm all about it. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Julie, for playing along and giving us all important information about the Friends gift shops. If you want to learn more about the gift shops and how your area can benefit from the work they do, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right. And while you're there, you could check out the other featured stories from this past week. For instance, there was a look at the important Martin Luther King Jr. Day events taking place on campus. There was a Q&A with Chief Quality Officer Dr. Brooke Watts and faculty and staff shared what they are leaving behind in 2022 in order to make this year a better year. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dan, so we asked Julie what her favorite thing is about the state of Michigan. So what about you? Uh, it's a good question. I love it. Um, I, I grew up here, then I moved away for about 15 years and decided to come back, um, and they couldn't keep me away. Um, but I love the variety of the state of Michigan. You've got the urban areas, but you also have the small towns. You've got the water if you want to go see the water. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a couple state parks up north. One's called Hartwick Pines, where you can go. It's fully wheelchair accessible, which for me is a big deal. Um, and you just sort of get lost in the woods. Um, there's just such variety to it. You can keep going up to the UP, got to Quaminan Falls, everything like that. I just think that everywhere you look is a little bit different. And I think that's what I love the most about the state. What about you? Yeah, I'm all about the lakes in the, the you know, the summer. Uh, we always go to the west side of the state in the summer and um, enjoy the lakes. So that's always really fun. Nice. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners, name one of the three groups that recently hosted community events for patients of the Trauma Burn Center. Congratulations to Claudia Lozma, who sent in the correct answer. Now, for this week's question, here's Bailey. This week's question is, who delivered the 33rd annual MLK Health Sciences Lecture earlier this week? Once again, who delivered the 33rd annual MLK Health Sciences Lecture earlier this week? You can find the answer in this week's headline story, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for your chance to win a prize. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much to Julie and Robert for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week. <laughs>